I was pleased when he went next door to you, but I'm a woman. I have needs. Revenge is amongst them. I'll have what she's having. Welcome to Our Better Half, a podcast about sex and sexuality in the second half of life. I'm Laura Listermensch, the host, a middle-aged prude and tap dance fanatic. This is episode 21, and it is June 12th, 2016. As a lovely side benefit of my work for the past 10 years in healthcare advocacy, I have colleagues and some dear friends around the world. This international rabble-rousing requires me to be fluent in Canadian English, Australian English, and English English, in addition to my USian English, which is fun and challenging. One of my similarly placed friends referred to it as many cultures divided by a common language. But humor? Mm, Humor is difficult to translate or convey across cultures no matter how many words you use, but we try. My friends and I all trade tips on good TV and movies and cat videos to varying success. And I was chuffed recently. Chuffed adjective. British informal. Delighted. Pleased. Satisfied. C-H-U-F-F-E-D. I was chuffed recently to get a nod of approval for my humor quotient because my guilty pleasure of the week was binge-watching a web series called Shades of Bad, which features an imperious English psychopath in her 60s who has drawn her friends and relations into crime with a lot of sex going on behind the scenes among the seniors. My friend was impressed at my taste, which I know because she said she suspected me of having British sensibilities. The star of Shades of Bad, Jean Hurd, is also a producer and writer for the series. I arranged for a conversation about writing for older sex maniacs and psychopaths. Hello, Jean. How are you today? Hi, Laura. I'm fine. It's a beautiful sunny day here in England, and uh, so everything is going swimmingly today. First off, I need to say that I am tickled to be talking to you, but a little bit frightened because I know you as an accidental but really unapologetic murderer um, and drug dealer on, yes. on the dark comedy series Shades of Bad. And don't forget I run a brothel. So. <laughs> I know. You're an actor now and a, a filmmaker and producer, but when you were little, what did uh-huh. you want to do when you grew up? I think initially I wanted to be a ballerina, Mm. but that is so, so hard. Um, And then as I got older, I really enjoyed comedy. I did um, acting, singing and dancing. Um, I went to RADA. um, I actually studied with Jack Waltzer, who is, I think, well-known in America, Mm -hmm. well-known acting coach. Um, Because unfortunately, when I was training, it was all theatre based and you didn't get any film classes, no acting in front of camera. Um, I think it's better now. But um, then it was kind of film and television. Television was really looked down on. It was all about the theatre, you know. You, You had to have a neutral accent uh no dialects then 
um, they were really frowned on. And it's all changed now because it's all about the dialects and um, all about film and television. Um, but when I was starting out, everything was around the theatre. And when did you become an actor? When I was uh, 18, I left school, uh, did my A-levels, and to the horror of everybody, uh, decided that I wanted to go on the stage. And I had managed to get myself an agent, so I went into rep. Um, Then, there were very few people that made that as a career choice. It was really frowned upon in a way because I mean my parents thought well I'd never make a living and um it you know it was a real hard choice but now I think with everything being so uh, up in the air and it's so hard to find you don't find jobs for life in any profession anymore I think it's all changed but now of course I'd hate to be starting out because everybody wants to be uh, an actor now or in some form of show business, a reality star or famous in some way. So I think now it's much harder. Hmm. Yeah, that, that sounds that sounds like it is. Now, am I allowed to ask you how old you are now? Yes, I am 61. Mm-hmm. How are your 60s treating you? Well, do you know what? I don't feel any different. Um, every, year, every time you have a big birthday, I think, you know, starting from when you're 30, it's a major trauma and it's, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> but I honestly can tell you that, I mean, thank God I've got my health, which, you know, is, is so important. But I don't feel any, any different, really. I just feel um, blessed that I've lived for 60 years or 61 years now and... Um, you just got to celebrate it. Absolutely. Tell us about Shades of Bad. Well, Shades of Bad is a web drama series. It's black comedy. It's all about uh, this character called Doris, who becomes an accidental serial killer. Actually, she's a psychopath. Um, her best friend, Wilma, uh, has an affair with her husband, which really tips her over the edge. And we find out that she's already sort of dabbled first of all she started selling drugs because she when her friend Wilma was sleeping with her husband Brad she decided she had to do something to fill her time so she started doing all the gardening mowing the lawn and she sold the grass clippings to pig farmers and the pig farmers asked her if she had any weeds because apparently pigs feed on weeds and she took this to mean did she have any pot So she then went and got some pot, and then they loved that. So then her drug business started to grow, and then she gets lumbered with her mother-in-law, Elsie, because um, (laughs) (laughs) her husband invites her to stay, and she never leaves. So she decides to put Elsie to work as a prostitute, and Elsie finds out that she quite enjoys it. So um, that is a a 70-year-old woman having sex. Finding out that actually it's quite fun and she's missed out on it for all these years. <laughs> yeah, she does seem really happy. I mean, the, the, it is a completely bonkers black comedy and you have to give yourself permission to laugh at it. Oh, absolutely. Now, you're producing and writing as well. Yes. Well, the thing is, as you get older and you will hear even people like Meryl Streep are saying there aren't the roles for older actresses. I mean, particularly if you don't, you know, have facelifts and Botox and all the other malarkey. So um, if they can't get work, 
you know, the rest of us stand no chance at all. It's such a youth-orientated um, business. So it's very important to create your... If you want to carry on working, it's very important to create your own work. And um, with the web, it's so much easier now. These characters, they're female, which is interesting. Yeah. They're very bad. Very bad. (laughs) But really, it's also a workplace comedy. There's management. There's a chain of command. So is it similar to creating a, a TV show? You're really running a business. Yeah, it is. Um, it's There's much more work in it than I'd initially thought. I mean, first of all, my friend uh, Lynn and I, we sat down um, and decided, oh, why don't we, look, there's all this stuff on the web. Why don't we just do something? Why don't we write and, um, you know, make a program ourselves and I had previously with my friend Donna that plays Elsie um, we'd toured um, a show called Mutton which was about women of a certain age it was a comedy show and actually we toured it for nine years we took it to Edinburgh to the festival and it just kept going and that was a series of sketches about things that happen to you as you get older like you know you run upstairs and you go what did I come up here for? And just things that happened to everybody. Um, we wrote sketches around and it was so successful. Um, so we thought, well, right, we'll do something similar, um, but for the web. But oh, it's, you know, filming is so detailed. You have to take pictures of the set every time to make sure the set's completely the same. You know, you've got to... Um, find your locations you've got to you know there are more people involved in the whole thing so it has become like a full-time job and then there is the marketing which oh god that is so time consuming Mm -hmm. and um that's not my forte as well so uh yeah i find that very hard but um my husband um stuart who writes it with me he really gets on that he's really good at all the marketing and stuff so uh, unfortunately he gets the the lion's share of the work to do that well you have a chainsaw so i'm sure he listens to what you say i'm a very scary woman (laughs) what do people find more credible women over 60 running a criminal business or having that much sex um Oh, gosh, I don't know. I mean, I don't think they probably find any of it very credible, you know, sort of as it happens in the show, because, you know, you can't really go around uh, chopping up people um, and putting them in the wheelie bin and, you know, getting rid of them. And uh, so so maybe the sex side of it is the more credible side of it, because, you know, I don't see any reason um, why, as you get older, it, it should be any different, you know. It's uh, it just carries on to me if you're healthy. I did. I I remember seeing a comment in an article uh, about the series, uh, something to the effect of, "I never thought of of uh, women that age doing that sort of thing." Hmm. Do, is is that part of the comedy of it, or is it also? Uh, are you pushing back against ageism? I think we are pushing back against ageism. We never show, and we never will show the sex on the screen, because I don't think anybody is interested in seeing older people having sex, you know. But we are unashamed about the fact that it it does go on and unashamed about the fact that we are older women. But it's not meant to be smutty or, you know, 
in any way like that. It's just, it's just honest. It's just a fact of life. And I mean, I know people find it shocking. It's shocking because it's a brothel. Um, but I don't, I don't find the fact that older people have sex is shocking. Oh, it's lovely to see characters uh, who are so fully engaged in life and business. Yeah, I mean, actually, Doris hasn't had sex for a while because um, she had sex with the plumber. Um, <laughs> When Brad first went off with Wilma, but um, she hasn't sex- had sex with the war. We are thinking that maybe she will have a little affair. But, um, yeah, she's probably getting quite frustrated now, which may be why she's getting worse on the sort of murder front of it. <laughs> <laughs> a number of bonus videos for people to yeah. watch with travel. Talk about that a little bit. Right. Well, we call that Doris Visits. And, um, well, Stuart and I, we both, um, I've got a one-woman show, which I do on cruise ships. And um, Stuart talks about film um, and um, stunts and all that sort of thing. So we do, we are very lucky and we go on cruises. So we decided that we would, um, because we very rarely take the conventional uh, trips. We'll, you know, find where the buses go, we'll kind of make our own. Um, so we decided, well, why don't we do uh, like a, a travel spin-off showing people the best way and the easiest way to get around if they're in a, in a place for a short time. Um, so we pick out, you know, the main things to see and then find out how to get there. And we just film it and, it, you know, it's fun. Um, I don't do that in character. I don't do that as my psychopathic killer because <laughs> scare think, the other people on the boat yeah exactly but we have filmed in the location so for example when we went to the fields on a cruise we um we we did actual filming we wrote a script that took place in the fields and that was hilarious because like some of the um filming took place in a telecabin so i'm on the phone and i'm saying things like doing with your gun and you know there are all these people sitting around me thinking what (laughs) and Stuart was on the at the other other side of the telecabin filming me so it it was uh it was hysterical just to see the the reactions of of the people around and like there's one where I'm walking outside out of a police station saying well I can't see anyone following me and you know and people look at you like this woman she's she's mental well Doris is mental but uh (laughs) It's fun. So we, we use that travel in, in two ways, to to show people the beautiful places and to how they can very cheaply um, see the best places quickly. Um, and also we use the locations to, to make shades of bad um, bigger, you know, to take it out of the kitchen and, and make it bigger. What's next for Wicked Doris? Well, as I say, I think she is going to have um, a bit of a fling. She did meet this guy in Barcelona. We've done some filming in Barcelona who um, has fallen in love with her. I don't think she's so much enamoured with him at the moment, but I think the frustration might take over. And, um, you know, she might she might have a fling with him um, in the future. But she is... Oh, I don't want to give too much away, but... Uh, there are big things in store for Doris. Very big things in store for Doris. <laughs> I can't. I can't wait. What's next for Jean Hurd? Well, um, more Shades of Bad, which I love doing. More of the travel show, and um, I'm just rehearsing um, some more characters to put in my 
one woman show. My one, it's on royal mistresses, so it's all about actresses that slept with kings like Nell Gwynn and Lily Langtry and um, Mary Robinson. And because I do find uh, history very interesting as well, so I'm researching these characters making sort of 20-minute little monologues for them. And, I mean, the web is so... There's no limit, is there, with the web to what you can do. The only thing that we need to do is to get people, older people, people over 50, more au fait with using it. Because, like, even some of my friends, they say, oh, well, I was watching it on YouTube and now I can't find it. What do you mean you can't find it? It's, it's, it's on YouTube. It's, I mean, that's that's the thing, I think. When more people um, of the older generation begin to get easier with it, then the audience will get bigger. Because Stuart went to a conference and they were, they were saying that main watchers are still under 25 on YouTube. Um, Dailymotion, the audience is between the 25 to 35. Well, we need it to go older than that. And, you know, it's only fear. It's fear of the technology, which, you know, I do understand. I'm a bit technophobic myself, but, you know, you've got to move with it, haven't you? Because it's going to go further and further. So we've just got to keep going with it. And I think that's the only thing with Shades of Bad. I think when people get into it, we have had such great feedback and people do like it. But it's it's just getting them to... For it to be as normal as turning on the telly, it's got to be that normal for them to just watch something on their computer. That's an excellent message. I'm seeing that too. I think it's growing. Yeah, with your show as well, obviously. It's, um, it's the same for you. Yeah, it, once people know what a podcast is, they then they find there's all of this content. So everybody get on YouTube. Where can they find Shades of Bad? We've got a website, which is www.shadesofbad.com. Or if you just go into YouTube and put Shades of Bad. But I think the easiest way for people, if they're not very um, good at using it, is to go into the website. And then we've got all the Shades of Bad episodes. We've got all the Doris Visits episodes as well. So, um, so say you were planning to go to... Oh, I don't know, uh, Courcheval skiing. We've got one on skiing in Courcheval and, and all the different areas and, and where to go to. Or if you're going to Dubai or anywhere where you're just going maybe for, you know, a short visit, we've got all the, the best places to go to so that um, you don't waste your time and you we do it ever so cheaply. We always do it on local transport. To save more money so you can go do more. Yeah, Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jean. Best wishes on the series. And I will be watching you. Oh, I'm so pleased you will. I'm so glad you like the series. Thank you very much. Every episode of this podcast, we take a moment for a Kegel break. We do our Kegel exercises together to strengthen our poor, neglected pelvic floor to improve our sexual pleasure as well as to keep coughing and sneezing from being underwear-changing events from urinary leaking. I suspect that Jean Hurd's character in Shades of Bad with her chainsaw and cutting gaze might just tell you to do them and you would, so this time let's let Doris Shades walk us through them. Three good squeezes and releases now. Don't be afraid. The longer you take, the larger the fee we'll have to make. In your own time, Reg. 
He's going up. I think we're missing a trick, Wilma. The council should pay for a stair lift. Why? Because you're running a brothel for a few old people? A badly needed service for the elderly. Who else is helping them? Council-aided sex services. I've not heard of it. Exactly. And now, our youth translator, Marina Maklos, will explain that to a grandma. Netflix and chill. What is that? Okay, grandma, let's break it down. By now, you probably know about Netflix. In fact, you probably have it. It is one of the largest providers of TV and movie streaming. This phrase, Netflix and chill, first started on Twitter, and it came out of the idea that when you're invited over to watch a movie and chill, often 20 minutes in, people started hooking up. So now, Netflix and chill has definitely become a term that means come over and hook up. So now that you've learned it, you'll probably start hearing it everywhere, and you really have to be careful because you never know when someone's inviting you over to watch Netflix or to Netflix and chill. That's all for now. This old prude is at your service finding odd and wonderful tidbits out there for you oldsters that you wouldn't dream of searching for. For example, you've uploaded vacation photos and work files, backed up your spreadsheets to the cloud, or maybe even a naughty picture or two, but have you uploaded your orgasm yet? Well, the Orgasm Sound Library awaits your peak moments. The Orgasm Sound Library is a place to hear and to archive your own big O. They are all real, all anonymous and educational, and the purpose is demystify and demythify the female orgasm, which has been so often portrayed but rarely really portrayed in film. The company offering this library is Bijou Indiscret, who make erotic products for women. But the orgasms are free, Creative Commons even, and not only can you upload yours to share, but you can download others. There are graphs and pictograms and videos of the research around the project, but interesting to note, no sexy pictures whatsoever. You can share on social media if that's your thing, and of course, yours will be shared as well. Audiophiles? Awake. A friend pointed me to a really saucy, funny podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno, where a young man and his irreverent friends read his father's pornographic novel aloud in 15 or so episodes with their own saucy commentary. It cannot be beat for cross-generational hilarity. Hello, my name is Jamie and my dad has written a porno. Yeah. Belinda leaned back on the white leather seat and started to gently sweat. Erotic. Oh. Nothing sexier than a sweaty lady. Sex is doomed, my friends, and it's those screens you're using. 
A Cambridge professor is speaking truth to power by calling out Game of Thrones for a dramatic 40% drop in sex in the recent decades. In a truly staggering use of bad logic, he cites a drop from five to only three sex acts a month in the UK as meaning that at this rate, couples will not be having sex at all by 2030. Global warming is not to blame for this global cooling, but this clever professor thinks it's Game of Thrones, box sets, watching too much good TV. Furthermore, it is not that these great watches are all so diverting, but the danger lies in not being bored anymore. Without these entertainments, as it was during the First and Second World Wars without lights, people were bored and left with nothing to do but bonk in their bunkers. Now, freed from ennui, we binge watch instead of bump uglies, which of course puts sex second to TV and above, say, Sudoku, but still. Naturally, the internet is having some fun with Dr. David Spiegelhalter, the Winton Professor of the Public Understanding of Risk, a statistician predicting love apocalypse. Many suggestions have been made, but if we were really only having sex to stave off boredom, then what other time wasters can we eliminate with even better TV? Has gardening fallen off? Are we seeing a tragic decrease in toenail clipping and board games too? If sex was just to keep us from falling asleep in our soup, then maybe it's a good thing we found TV and iPads to save us. And while we are considering things that distract us, I want to point you to perhaps the best response to Fifty Shades of Grey called Fifty Nerds of Grey. It's a Twitter account and it is hilarious in the way that it lampoons the genre and the optimal use of Twitter. A sample. I've been a very bad girl, she said, biting her lip. I need to be punished. Very well, he said, and installed Windows 10 on her laptop. That tweet has been retweeted 41,000 times, and it comes in exactly four characters short of the maximum. Genius. Other very retweeted things? Anything with the number 69 in it, apparently. In May, the President of the United States tweeted a statistic related to the Supreme Court, of all things, and the internet responded with, as one wag called it, a Jenga tower of responses with just the one word, nice. And this week, which included the calendar date June 9th, which is also 6-9, and all the preteen gigglery and all the Twitterers responded to show that they were in on the Gregorian sex joke too, with another Jenga tower of nice. But some things should distract us. Have you ever seen the blog Advanced Style by photographer Ari Seth Cohen? For eight years, he explored and photographed the personal style of the geriatric set. But it isn't anything like what you're thinking if you haven't seen it. These are not polyester tracksuits or the styles of these elders' glory days. These are stylish people. They are not fashionable, nor are they the least bit trendy. These are peacocks and glorious dandies. These are men and women who are having fun across the complete palette of color and pattern. They're each unique and not remotely random in their taste. Anyone of any age younger than they are is likely to feel underdressed and put in their place by these amazing people in their personal style. I hate fashion, but I love these people. And Ari Seth Cohen clearly does too. So go see the blog and go buy the book. If you fear aging, this might be the antidote. <laughs> Thank you. 
It's almost time to say goodbye for the week, but quick, some Our Better Half news. One, we were welcomed to the Swingset.fm network this week with a kind story by Dylan about his widowed mom starting to date again. Hey, Swingset fans, your fan Dylan Thomas here. I want to introduce you to a new podcast. Thank you, Dylan, and Life on the Swingset for your gracious welcome. Listened to two episodes of Our Better Half, and I was a fan. I called my mom, told her I was sending her a link to a podcast. Then I had to teach her what a podcast was and what a podcatcher was. I also have thanks to www.sssh.com, the sponsor of the weekly Twitter chat, Sex Talk Tuesday, for having me on as a co-moderator this past week. If you don't do Twitter... What that means is that it was a weekly one-hour conversation by short texts between many people on one topic. The host was lovely, the conversation was fun, the, the pace was brisk, and the topic was sex in the second half of life. It was great fun, thank you. And if you do Twitter, the hashtag is Sex Talk Tuesday, and you can read the full conversation from this past week and join in next week, and I hope you will. And now, old people, are you feeling sluggish and creaky? Have a nice orgasm today. That will perk you up. And next week, I'm going to introduce you to Betty Dodson, often called the mother of masturbation. She's 86, and she's a little disappointed in you. You kids don't know that much about group sex because they killed it for you. Hey, this is Dan Savage from the Savage Lovecast and Savage Love, and you're listening to a Swing Set podcast at Swing Set FM.